really feel bad now because such a beautiful mindset and I've got to start with a tragedy. I've got to crash that mindset, that lofty, beautiful, glorious, utopian peace, right, with reality in the context. So while you have your Bibles getting ready to Ephesians chapter 4, um, let's see how, what we've considered normal, okay? What have we considered normal? Getting to bed at 12 a.m. What I mean by that is because of load shedding, okay? Who can sleep at 10 p.m.? When the fan stops working in Durban, no one can sleep. So you're just sweating there till 12 a.m. The fans come on, you can go back to sleep. That's normal now, right? That's normal. Uh, what's, and then at half past one, the alarm people phone you to say, everything's fine, we've checked. <laughs> That's normal. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah. Or they couldn't get the master lock. They forgot which gate they must come in. So I'm telling them which gate they must come in. But all is well at the end of the day. All right. What's normal? Keys are normal. Keys. Pin codes. The curse of pin numbers. Okay. On your apps, on your locks, locked cars and the signs. Car jamming. Warning of car jamming. That's normal now. Right. What's normal? Walking with your kids literally hand in hand because they steal kids these days. That's a, that's a normal day. That's a normal day. Uh, what's normal? SOEs are gutted. That's what's normal now. You know, state-owned equities are gutted. Uh, what's normal? Litigation is normal. But courts are busy. They are busy. What's normal? SARS is looted. That's normal. In the economy, this is normal. Uh, people make money on this economy, on these losses, on people trying to steal stuff. You know, we have a security industry economy. A lot of people have jobs because a lot of people are wanting to steal. You know? Um, yeah. Then you have state security, private security. Virtual security, physical security. Then you have, on a global pattern, on a normal day, powers trying to steal from other powers. You know, stealing territory. Wars going on right now, on the normal day. We've got other people's balloons over our stuff. <laughs> That's normal. You know, stealing stuff. Just normal. Uh, what else have I put here? Uh, looting. Looting is normal. Okay. So, it's just a crashed reality. I mean, Africa, Africa. It's just normal that other powers loot Africa. It's just to become normal, you know. And, I mean, not to mention, not to mention what's going on in people's lives how, with gender-based violence. It's normal for me to slap and take and hit and hurt and it's just normal for me to take this from people um, you know violence notwithstanding that then take it on another level in the church context it's normal there are profiteers and people stealing in churches right, we're trying to get what's his name Bushiri back here okay to face the music you know 
And it has to be said, whether it's a good church or a bad church or a cult or an evangelical church, even in the church, friends, we have this normal stealing. It's normal. It goes on. That's why we have to have AGM, to prove we're not stealing. <laughs> to be accountable, to be transparent. Okay? And then, then you have this other paradigm, because everything belongs to the Lord. What are we taught to pray? Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And what are we doing? We're doing our own kingdom stuff. We're stealing. We're stealing from God's time, God's resources, God's talent, God's provision, and we're not even using it for His glory. So, look, this pandemic is massive. It's massive. And I had to inflate that gross picture back into this beautiful mindset because we can overlook a verse like we're going to read now and think, well, it's for other people. It doesn't apply to me. Well, let's take a look at the mirror and have a good look at ourselves at Ephesians chapter 4 and, uh, and see what is Paul on about and how far back does this issue go. So Ephesians chapter 4 and uh, verse 28. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Now, why is Paul bringing up the stealing issue? It was obviously an issue in the church. In the church. No more stealing. Okay. So if it's relevant for them, it is relevant for us. And that's why I painted the big picture, because it is relevant for us. We do ourselves no favors saying we don't steal. This issue goes way back. Way back. All right. What was Jesus doing in the temple? Turning things over in the temple because they were stealing from God. Right? King Ahab steals. King David steals. He stole another man's wife. Um, Exodus 20, thou shalt not steal. That's Exodus, the second book in the Bible. We got it there. Jacob steals his brother's birthright. Genesis, the Tower of Babel. They steal the glory from God, you know, and on and on it goes. But then we go all the way to Genesis chapter 3. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the origins of, of this terrible thing that I've inflated. It all starts here. When, in a context where the man and the woman had everything, had everything, had no need, and had a variety of everything, a stranger walks in and says, did God really say that? You shall not die if you eat this fruit. And it puts doubt in her mind. And then they, they doubt their provider. They doubt his character. They doubt his ability. Then they have a whole new view on God, their provider. A whole new view of themselves. And we know how the story unfolds. But that's, that's where it all boils down to. And that's why when we read a text like this, you can't say, that's not me. It is you. That was you. And why are we looking at that? Because that is what Jesus fixed. Hallelujah. Amen. He has fixed a major issue in your life. 
He has taken the old man, the thieving, stealing, coveting old person, okay, nailed it to his cross, buried it, and given you a new person with this in the Holy Spirit that is no longer tied to that lifestyle, those choices, and those ways. Amen? Amen. And that is a significant, significant power. That's what verses 20 were saying. That is not the way of life you learned. When you heard about Christ, we were taught in Him according with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God, in true righteousness and holiness. And that, friends, is the glory, that's the greatness, that's the power of Jesus Christ alone. Amen? And so you've got to ask yourself, has that happened? Has that happened? Because that's what is afforded through Jesus Christ. That is the solution to a correct view of God, a correct view of ourselves, and a correct view of others. So it's, it's a no-brainer. It's a big issue. It's still a big issue. And for us, friends, this is our way. And we are more than equipped to let go of this temptation. We are more than equipped. Amen? More than taught, more than made ready, more than empowered to walk a new way. New way. And allow the Holy Spirit to preach this to yourself when you're tempted to steal. Or to take what's not yours. Or to doubt God's character. Or to have a wrong view of others. Okay? So what does he say specifically? He says there in verse 28... Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer. So my first point is this. Hands off other people's stuff. Hands off other people's stuff. It's not your stuff. Don't put your hands on it. I'll tell you why I'm using this hands analogy a bit later. This was a big issue in the church. It was a big issue in Ephesus. Ephesus was not a utopia. Ephesus is full of old men and women without a new man. With the flesh and the old man married together, how much stealing was going on? It was, it was thick with thievery. Thick. And in that context, even in the church, it was a big issue. Hands off other people's stuff. Okay? How is that possible? On what basis... Is someone going to stop putting their hands on other people's stuff? On the basis of what God has done for them. On that basis. This is important, friends. All sorts of reasons and rationale can come flooding into the mind of why you should put your hands on other people's stuff. And you could justify it instantly. But on the basis of what Jesus has done for you, what He's taught you, what you have forgone, the old man is buried, the new man has come. This righteousness and this holiness of God, on that basis your hands come off. Finished. Amen? Finished. That's the basis. That's why I do not steal because of what Jesus has done in my life. This gospel touches every aspect of my life and it, it's touched my hands, it's touched my feet, it's touched my mind. Everything's included in the package. So, hands off. Just because of what God has done for me, clap. Just because of the grace I've received, the forgiveness I've received, the righteousness that is mine in Christ, 
His truth, His power, His grace. That's it. Have we got it? Are you sure? Double check. <laughs> Double check. Because your hands, it's on other people's stuff. It's on God's stuff. Why? Get your hands off because of what God has done for you. Our, our view of God has been completely transformed. It can no longer be said, He's holding out on you. Like it was said to Eve and Adam, Oh no, He's holding out on you. There's wisdom and knowledge, and He's holding out on you. You know? It's a wrong view. Now, in Christ we have a full view. God is not holding out anything. He's given us everything. He's corrected our view of each other. We think, well, you know, they don't need this. I need it. They don't deserve this. I deserve it. You know, that, that has been changed in Jesus Christ. I can't help it. No, friends, you're not a slave to sin anymore. You're a slave to righteousness. So everything has changed. The gospel has done that complete transformation. Hands off. Amen? Amen. We got it. Okay, Young people, you got it. Hands off. It's not yours. Hands off. But where do we put our hands, he says. All right. Anyone who's been stealing must steal no longer. Hands off. But must work. Doing something useful with their hands. Hands off other people's stuff. Hands on what then? Work. That's what you put your hands on. Good, solid, old-fashioned, old-school, hard work. <laughs> this is the antidote. This is the vaccine. The immunization to stealing. The defense to stealing. And the defense to keep other people from stealing. You'll see in a moment. Good, hard work. Labor. And, and a particular kind of labor, he says, uh, verse 28, but must work doing something useful. Maybe your Bible says good. Okay? Good work. Good, good labor. That's what the new man, the new woman, with the Holy Spirit, that's the nature that it takes us for. That's the new you. The new you is going to work. And the Greek there is hard work. You're going to exert yourself. You're going to sweat. You're going to sweat this work. You're going to strive in this work to do what kind of work? This labor, this good work. Okay? This good work. It's good work because it's going to benefit other people. You see, stealing benefits no one. Does it benefit you? How do you watch a TV that you stole? How do you do that? <laughs> How do you enjoy it? How do you enjoy anything that you stole? You can't. And what has it done to the person that you stole it from? It, it just kills them. You know, it just robs them. That means no good. But work, work, on the other hand, does good things. It does good things for you. I tell the kids, do your chores. It'll make you smile. It's true. Hey, Ruben. <laughs> Soon you're, you're humming, man. <laughs> Make your bed, do your dishes, it makes you happy. And it makes other people happy, especially your parents. All right? But this new nature is hungry for work. Hungry for work. Retired or not retired. Your new nature, no matter how old you are, it is hungry 
to do good work. Not the easy, cheap, stealing work. That's not work. It's hungry for new work. And if it's not given good work, it starves. This is the new work. This is what you've been made for. You know, I see this week there was a guy bust in Johannesburg for a hundred, over a hundred charges of stealing because they got him on his fingerprint. Now, even I know, I've watched enough CSI, when you steal stuff, you don't, wear, you don't put your fingerprints on anything. <laughs> you know? You don't do that. You got bust. So if you do have stuff getting stolen, please let the police come and do the fingerprints. It really will catch him in the end. Okay? We're trusting that. But what you do want your fingerprints all over is good, hard work. Hands on. You want to be identified with that. It must be part of who you are. It must be what people say of you. It must be in your nature. That man or that woman, that young person, that old person works well. And they work good. And it benefits, it benefits others. No fear with work. No more fear. Complete taking on. Now, if you put a, put a bunch of kids together in a classroom and say, okay, come, let's tidy up all the blocks. Let's say there's 10 of them. Tidy up all the blocks. How many people are picking up the blocks? One. Okay. <laughs> You'll get the one. So, Zene, you get a high school and it's a group activity. Do you like group activities? Why not? Because how many do the work? One. <laughs> we hate group activities because one is going to do all the work while the rest hover. They just hover, you know. So you've got nine little kids hovering by the blocks while one is picking up all the blocks. Three teenagers hovering while the one high school student gets all the material together and muscles it together, right? But that's not the new identity. It's not a hoverer. It's not a hoverer. Remember, this is an antidote to stealing and it is the, the way of blessing others. You're not a hoverer either. It's hands-on, I'm in this, I'm all in, I'll work for it. I'm not a hoverer. And, and that's your, work, your view of work. Now, that's your new view of work, whatever it is. That's your work. So work is good. Hey, Ruben, work is good. <laughs> I keep picking on you, I'm sorry. Work is good. It's not to be avoided. It's to be run after and grabbed with your own hands and labored on and sweated out. Okay, point made. Now, if maybe you're sitting here going, okay, and I've got that, I don't steal, I'm a good worker, here we go. Hands off this, the other people's stuff, hands on uh, to labor, but it's not finished, we need to go full tilt. We're going to you know, go full, full revolution here. He says, must work doing something useful with their own hands, comma, that they may have something to share with those in need. Hands out. Hands on work, but hands are open to sharing. Now we're talking transformation. Not stealing, that has a benefit. Good work, that has a benefit. Sharing. Now we're talking Jesus-style living. Okay? Jesus-style working. So, my work 
It may be to be independent. That's what we want our kids, you know, get work. So you're independent. Fine. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I work hard because my parents work hard. That, that's okay. I work because it makes me happy. Yes, that, that's okay. I work because I want a certain lifestyle. Okay, that may be right. I'm working so I'm not dependent on others. That's also fine, friends. But what caps your reason? What's the umbrella over your work? To bless others. That's the main reason why we work. Now we're talking a transformed heart. Who thinks like that? Who lives like that? Is this you? Has that transforming power gone to the top? It's here. It's here. But it's got to go full revolution. I work for others. That expresses everything Jesus did for us. You see? That gives expression to the new nature. The new nature is hungry for work. Yes, perhaps to make you happy, perhaps to make you independent of others and not a burden to the church and, and so on and so forth. Okay? But primarily, it wants to express what Jesus Christ has done in your life. What good work He's done in you. That's where it wants. It, that's where the light comes out. That's where the salt flows. That's where God's power is displayed right there. And until it gets there, it's only half cocked. This is the new you. This is the new you. That is the capacity. That is the scope. And Christian, it is not an option. It is not an option. That's the path. Move along. That's where it is. And not forgetting, not forgetting what we have received to accomplish this. Remember what I painted in the beginning. The odds are stacked against us. The challenges are formidable. The temptations are forever in your face. To take the shortcut or to hover or to sidestep. That will always be, we always have to negotiate these things. But don't forget, no matter how formidable or ominous it may seem, what we have in Jesus Christ is much bigger we can overcome. We were taught in Ephesians chapter 3 to pray that His glorious power would strengthen what? The inner man. According to His glorious power. How big is that? That's pretty big. And to know how wide and high and low, Deep is the love of Christ Jesus and to experience it so that we may have the fullness of God. So yes, we have these formidable challenges, these temptations daily streaming into our hearts and our minds. But friends, in Jesus Christ we have so much, so much, so much more bigger. So there's no excuse for anyone to not take their hands off what doesn't belong to them, to not put their hands on good, solid work ethic, and to not open their hands and share. You have something to share. Yeah. The, the nature in you wants to go there. It wants to go there. It has to go there. And work is that tool. Work is that gift. We are capable. Amen? Amen. Amen. ABC, we a church are capable. We are capable. Hands off other people's stuff. Hands on to good work and sharing and sharing liberally. 
So then what? We forgo stealing and we help others not steal. We help others navigate that same temptation. So just a few points of application and then we close. Alright. Are you sure that this gospel has changed your life? Because this is one way of evidencing that. That's the change Jesus wants to bring into your life. Everything changes. Even the way you go to work changes. Even the way you go to work. And, and can you look back on your life and say, you know what? Good is coming from my life. Other people are being touched because of my life. It's, there's a conduit here. I see a pattern. That good work is taking place and good things are happening to other people because of me. Not in a proud, arrogant way. Just see, is, is there a pattern for that? Is the new, then you know that new person is there. Are you working so as not to be a burden to others? I mean, that's an immediate application. Are you working? That's the new nature. The new nature grabs work and it does it. It sweats it, it loves it, it takes it on. Are you working? And, and doing a good work. Friends, we know there are industries that are not good. We can't be that pragmatic and say, well, I'm working. And you're working in an industry that promotes darkness. But another, I mean, are you a hard worker? Or are you that hoverer? You like to be around busy people. But you're not busy. Uh, are you willing to share what you've earned? Is there any plan this year in your, to share what you have with others? Is that even in the scheme of thinking? Maybe today was the first time you thought, oh, okay, there's another budget item that's got to come onto the monthly budget. And thank you, ABC. Because largely, you all work very hard. And you've planned to give to this ministry, and this ministry runs afloat. Thank God. Hmm? Because that's evidence of a transformed life. His spirit is at work. And your generosity and with the Spirit of God, it, it is achieving that. And I'm a direct recipient of that. So thank you, God Almighty, for bringing about this transformation. And thank you, ABC, for planning to give to that. <laughs> so I can make my kids do dishes. All right. <laughs> Moms and dads, teach your kids to work hard and work. Work. Don't work so hard that you're not at home 22 hours of the day. You know what I mean? Be with your kids. Show them. Do chores with your kids. Work with your kids. Work is a good thing. Work is a gift. Work is a tool. It's not something to be run away from, short-circuited, and avoided. The new nature runs to it, grabs it, puts its fingerprints all over it. Kids, go this way. And uh, kids, listen. Mom and dad say, work. Your new nature says, yes. <laughs> of course. Of course I'll work. I hate not working. <laughs> I have to say it. But, uh, you know, young, 
young people, we've got a whole generation out here that don't want to grow up. They don't want to work. And you, with this work ethic, will change the world. Change the world. And you'll make such a difference in the stealing culture. In this normal stealing state. Can you see what light will be shining from you just by working and being good to others? It's amazing. How great is God that He would design something to keep you from temptation and to keep others from temptation. God is brilliant. Alright. So, you know, maybe less hands on this, more hands on work. Go far away in life. Go far away. Let your light shine. But then, friends, it does speak about helping those in need. And if, if there's a legitimate need, you've got to open up and let other people meet your need. Their new nature can't wait to bless someone. But how will they bless someone if we keep mum? So don't let, don't let pride hold you back from experiencing grace. Because grace wants to be physically, tangibly experienced. And it might just be, I need some help this month. You know? I need some help. And it's a legitimate need. And the Bible does say, look, there's illegitimate needs that, you know, doesn't need your help. I mean, the Bible says that this long as if they don't work, they ought not to eat. <laughs> Give them a day or two without food, and maybe they'll change their mind and get back to work. <laughs> okay. But if for what legitimate reason they cannot work, they cannot get food on the plate, we need to know because we have a new nature, a new body that wants to meet that need. Amen? Wants to meet that need. And maybe this year will be your year of experiencing something like that. On both ends. That you could bless someone else and that you could be the recipient of someone else's benevolence. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Let's pray.